This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised as some cases contain graphic content. We mean no disrespect to anyone we discuss in this podcast except our exes. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. However, we will be expressing our personal opinions. Buckle up, buttercup. Hey guys, it's Cynthia. And this is Wes, and you're listening to Love and Luminol, a true crime podcast. Episode 11. I, I would assume, as, I guess yeah. so. Technically, it's a continuation of 10, but I guess the when we post it, it'll show up as 11 and 12 when we do these. We'll just keep counting up, I guess. OJ, so, part OJ two. part two. Part two. Yeah. Do you remember part one a couple weeks ago? A lot of blood, hole in a neck. Kato did it. Yeah. Well, now, this time, <laughs> Kato didn't know. The dog or the man? Whichever one has opposable thumbs to hold the knife. Well, not the canine, so. I wouldn't think so. So, well, we're going to start in on the trial, so. Trial. Okay, yep. we're starting on the trial. Yep, just get ready. You're going to all kinds of new information for you. All right, let's get into it. anything about this trial how old are you this one i don't know what year was it 94 i was 14 yeah you remember anything about this i mean i remember there was a trial and i remember the glove thing and all that and i remember that the cops framed him and he got off (laughs) (laughs) no Oh, so yeah, see a little bit. Yeah. All right, well, today we're going to go over everything. 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 But before we do, our children's made a, what was it, a commercial? Yes. A YouTube channel. Yeah, so our kids have a YouTube channel and um, they uh, have fun on it. And we figured uh, we'd play a little commercial for them and... Uh, so if you guys got kids, you guys can uh, hook them up on this channel. Yeah, they get excited. So I think they're big stars if they get some subscribers. Yeah. Makes their day. Yep. So here we go. If you love our parents' podcast, then your kids will love our YouTube channel. We have gaming, unboxing, pranks, weird foods, challenges, and life. Check out our channel at Boys Will Be Boys 5. That's B O Y Z. W-I-L-L-B-E-B-O-Y-Z-5. Like and subscribe to stay up to date on the fun and help us reach our goal. Thank you for watching our channel and listening to the podcast. Boys will be boys five. And that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed and enjoyed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, if you guys got kids, uh, you know, point them in the direction of that YouTube channel and uh, hope they enjoy it, subscribe, whatever. It'll make the kids happy. Mm-hmm. But anyway. A lot, of, a lot of work to get five of them on script and to, you know, yeah. record. <laughs> it <laughs> it's was a, fun. It's, yeah. They liked it. 
they liked making the little commercial. They felt like they were mm-hmm. important. Uh-huh. It was cool. It was cute. All right. So let's get into this. All right. The big OJ. OJ. Lord. All right. Well, we left off. Of course, you know. We left off on the after the big Bronco chase. Did we get that far? Did we get through the Bronco case? Yes, we oh, did. Okay. I couldn't remember. Remember, he's going 35 miles an hour and um, 20 cops were chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to talk to his mom. He wanted mom. to talk to his mama. Yep. I remember that. So, yeah. Okay. We got there. They were, took him in. The trial date began. January 24th of 95. It's my sister's birthday. Oh. Not the year she was born, but it's her birthday. Hmm. Look at that. It's an omen. It's an omen. But the district attorney office, the prosecuting team would be Marsha Clark and Christopher Darden. I remember Marsha Clark. Yeah, she's got a lot of attention, mm-hmm. I think, due to this trial, because I haven't heard anything about her until this trial. Or after, really. Well, after she has a show and all this stuff. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, she I has, didn't know. She has her own show, um, First 48 with Marsha, I think, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Marcia First 48 does, with Marsha Clark, it was something like that. Marsha does Dallas. <laughs> like, she's on some shows and stuff. But before this case, I, don't, I haven't heard of her. And she wrote some books, I guess, about this. About this case? Yeah. Uh, of course. But Chris, Cashing in on OJ. <laughs> Who wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> How many freaking books are out there? Mm. But um, Christopher Darden, I haven't really heard much about him after this. No. I don't even remember that name. See, uh, that's, that's the thing. I remember Marsha's name, but yep. I don't remember this dude's name. Nope. So that was the I, I've I've still I've forgotten it already since you've mentioned it. I don't remember the name still. Christopher Darden. See, I, it, <laughs> sounds, it sounds new again. Okay. Well, that's the prosecuting team. Okay. And mm. of course, you know the other side was stacked, but this stacked. is stacked. But we had uh, who we have. Well, we have on his side, they called him the OJ's dream team. The dream team. So Michael Jordan was on this? Basically. There's a lot. He had a lot of moving parts on his side. Um, I got some of the main players. I ain't going to list. There's more than this. but 27. Yeah, some names may stand out to you, but F. Lee Bailey. F who? F. Lee Bailey. Why are they talking about him like that? I don't know. Lee Bailey's a nice guy. Why? Why are you saying f him? I don't know. Okay. Robert Blazer. Blazer. No, don't know that one. Sean Chapman Holly. No, don't know that one. Robert Shapiro. Yeah, know that. Know that guy, and here's a picture. This. This old old bastard sitting on the screen. Yeah. With a big. He looks like a dick. Shitting grin on his face. Yeah, I was gonna say he looks like (laughs) a. But that, that name is big. Yeah. Then Alan Dershowitz. 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 I remember that you one You remember too. that name? Mm-hmm. And then a Johnny Cochran. Yep. We know him. I big think he's a big. Cochran. Yeah, I think he was a big. 
lawyer for African Americans. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of like civil, yeah, civil rights cases. So he was a big name, and of course, Mr. Robert Kardashian. Kardashian. We knew that was coming. What? (laughs) Chloe. You're waiting for that. Chloe's dad is OJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So that was OJ's big team. Yeah. The dream team. And the judge was Mr. Lance Allen Ito. Yeah. Ito. Ito. Mr. Ito. But here's, as you see, there's a pick of That's Marsha Clark. Yep. I could see that picture a mile away. You know who that is? With her curly hair. Mm, That perm. My mom had that perm all the There's there's Mr. Ito. Yep, Judge Ito. He looks so happy. He he looks like he's... He's not happy. (laughs) He's got his finger on his temple. He wants out of this. Deem me up, Scotty. Like, I'm out of here. He wants out. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, oh, crap. But oh, there's the racist cop. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. I know that guy. He's yeah. the one who did all of this. He planted all these evidences. Uh huh. But of course, this uh, this is probably obvious. But most white Americans thought he was guilty. Of course. And then most African Americans thought, thought not innocent. guilty. Yeah. Of course. You I know. know the race thing. I I happen to side with the. With the black folk on this one. <laughs> but He's innocent, I tell you. It was because the trial occurred shortly after the 92 Los Angeles riots toward the LAPD for racial bias. Mm-hmm. For the officers that shot a black man and was found not guilty. Yep. So that riot just happened and then this trial happened. Mm-hmm. So it was already starting to split yep. race-wise. Yeah, it already had the... Uh, built up and uh so everybody was splitting based on race what they thought yep and all these these are one of these cases where everything all these different moving parts come in and you're like oh man it's all affecting it's all snowballing in but one of the issues was that there was a 1994 northridge earthquake Mm -hmm. that moved the trial and the jury selection Okay. So, so it shifted the jury selection from the, I guess, the high-end area uh-huh. down to the lower-income, mainly African-American population. Oh. So the jury selection got swapped around. So what are you saying? So <laughs> that, it, I, don't know, I guess it affected it. the jury. Watch it. No. I, know, I don't know what they were trying to say. I guess instead of being like... They're trying to say that instead of having the rich white people, they had some poor African American people, and what? That's why he he was found not guilty. Yeah, I guess I think that influenced it (sighs) somehow. But supposed to be, hey, it's supposed to be um, a jury of his peers. Yeah, rich white folk would not be his peers. No. Rich black folk would be his peers <laughs> yeah. because he was rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I so think it, it sounds like he didn't get it get his peers in a jury, no matter what. Even on this, like when before or after, like it switched. 
Yeah. But even the jury they ended up with, I felt like it was fair but for both. So. Really? Yeah. I felt cool. like it was an all right jury for either way. So, I mean. I feel you need to mix. You need to mix yeah, every kind good. of person. But um, the jury were 40% white, mm-hmm. 28% black, 17 Hispanic, 15% Asian. I mean, it's it's a it's a mix of people, but it's definitely not a fair mix. No. It seems like they still had overwhelmingly a white jury. And it ended up being... Which, I mean, it's surprising that he got found not guilty. Yeah. Based on that. But once they moved it around and all that stuff, it ended up being... Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this was the initial jury. Okay. And then the earthquake and stuff, and it moved. But the jury for the trial would be 10 women and two men. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of favoring the prosecution, I think, a little bit more women than men, you know. Yeah. But then it switched to nine black jurors and two white jurors and one Hispanic. So oh. then it's more the race. So now we have more black juries. So I think we have jurors. more women toward that prosecution side than African American toward the defense side. So I think okay, it's balanced. Okay, so it kind of evened out. Yeah, mm. that's what I was saying. I think it's a pretty balanced jury. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. Before it wasn't. Before no, before it was like, <laughs> you said it was 60% white. white, right? Yeah, but it wasn't going to. 40% white. Oh, 40%. Yeah. My bad. And then 28% black, 17 Hispanic. Yeah, he, he wasn't. He, yeah, that was not going to go in his. Wa- no, well. it wasn't going to go well for him. <laughs> no. And this one I think was pretty fair. Yeah. Um, but the defense ended up costing him three to six million dollars of course taxpayers had to pay pretty penny i guess court costs or whatever they do i don't know um i don't know i don't know how that's set up yeah because i i had an amount for taxpayers and i'm like i don't know how that well that it's got to be for court costs yeah but i thought assume but i still well you know what because prosecutors if um they're state they work for the state so when they bring something to court, it probably is um, paid oh. for by taxes. Oh, so it costs a pretty penny too, I guess, tax-pay-wise. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the um, if it goes by like if you win or lose though. Like if you lose, I always thought that you were in, like you had to pay the court costs. So I thought, but I don't but know. But he he didn't lose, so obviously it would have. Yeah. Went. But I don't know. That's, I don't know if anybody's uh, knows the answer to that. Let us know on that. Yeah, we don't know how that works. I don't know if there's a way that it goes based um, on if you win or lose, whether you have to pay the court costs or not. But anyway. But um, you already seen this guy up here. You recognized him. Yeah. Mr. Mark Furman. Mr. Mark Furman. And he was... The defense basically said he was racist and planted evidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. So look at that face. Yeah, he looks. He looks thrilled. He's definitely guilty. Definitely guilty. But they obviously really, after all these race riots that were going on, they really pushed the race on the defense side. 
Okay. So they really searched this guy down, went way back and really, really, you know, they wanted to find something. Mm-hmm. And they ended up finding some tapes. They were from eight years before the murder mm-hmm. of Mark Furman. And these tapes where he used the N-word 41 times total. Jesus. Eight years before these murders. I don't care how long ago that was. 41 yeah. times? Yeah. But I don't know I mean, what, one like, is too many, but damn. Yeah. But I want to know the context of these tapes. What would the context be where we, he would say it 41 times? I don't know. I was thinking, I don't I mean, know. What Was he... Was he Unless they're doing good, was he doing cop, bad cop or something? And he was <laughs> interrogation. Was, I don't know if his was, interrogation tapes and he was a bad cop that day. I don't he, know. Was he recording? Was he recording himself singing along to a song? I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. How do you get 41 times? I just want to know. I just want to know how they were. They were just recording him walking around. I guess I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, that is something's 41 off. 41 times he liked 41. that word eight years ago. 41 times. Yeah. In, is it one sitting? Oh, I don't know. It said tape. <laughs> I'm saying. 41 like, I times. I don't get it. Like, you're just going to rattle that off 41 times in an evening. And then not, like, not uh, again over eight years? I doubt that. Yeah. It, that seems like. like it's something he says in his regular regular yeah, vocabulary. That's I'm like, you listened back all the way back eight years and found that. And I'm like, that's. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, so that's what they had on them. That's what they were going with. But um, it was a smart, of course, a smart tactic since all the race riots. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts that affected the outcome of this trial, most believe. Um, The prosecution pushed the domestic violence side. Well, yeah. Obviously, because he was arrested that one time. Because it beat his wife. Yep. So they pushed that side. I just remember, oh yeah, I remember the 911 call, something about sucking dick on the couch. (laughs) He's just yelling it in the background. (laughs) Sucking dick on the couch. I'm like, what? Did he just say sucking dick on the couch? (laughs) Yeah, he did. That's all I caught. Him just randomly mumbling and yelling stuff that you can't hear. And then that one little phrase and I was like, Stood out, yep. Like he yelled it louder than the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Sucking dick on a cat. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But they pushed the domestic violence side and they pulled up. I don't know who they pulled up. It didn't really say because they ended up not using this witness or whatever you call him. Mm-hmm. Professional. I don't know. But they pulled someone up that had statistics and said there's 2 million domestic violence incidents a year. Mm-hmm. Only 2,000 are killed by a spouse, and that 83% are murdered by an ex. Oh. And they're like, we're not using you. So they draw, they're like, out of 2 million. <laughs> You're like, that, 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 go, that doesn't help us. Out of 2 million, <laughs> 2,000 are killed by spouses, and then 83% of that 2,000 are ex. They're like, that's like, out of 2 million. That ain't yeah. helping us. No, that ain't helping. No, so like we're not using you. Uh-uh. So they dropped that witness. Yeah. Pretty quickly. I, I can imagine that is not helping the case. And of course, it just kept 
going downhill from there. Yeah. On April 5th in 95. So they were killed in 94. Yeah, like I said. So it's going pretty fast, this trial's booking it. Yeah. For I mean, this it was, big of a trial, it's booking it. I mean, it, I remember it being on TV for quite a while, but I mean, in the context of everything, it yeah, it was fast. Yeah. Like, Based huge. on the the time from the time it happened, the the um, the car chase in the Bronco, to going to jail, to arraignment, to this, yeah, this all happened fairly quick. Mm-hmm. But April ninety five, juror Jeanette Harris was dismissed after she did not disclose being a domestic violence victim. Oh. Yeah, so since the, the prosecution pulled that domestic violence side, mm-hmm. they had to drop her as a juror. Because they felt like she might be biased? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like she may be biased because of that, so they had to... Would you have been? Or would you have went into that trial and and like had an open mind about everything and wanted to see where the evidence went? I think I would be a little biased, I think. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, just just because of that does not make him guilty of the other. I know, but I think it was... Being guilty of know. one thing, you know. Yeah. You're not necessarily guilty of both. I think because of my history that I would instantly have this hatred of him. Like, just cause geared you don't toward like, him. But just cause because you don't like him that. doesn't mean he killed someone. I mean, yeah, I know, but it's hard to, you know what I'm saying. I I guess. I would want to be I wouldn't I would want to be fair to him. I wouldn't want to just be like I don't like him. He must be he must have done it. He seems like he would have done it. <laughs> he seems like a seems guy like a who would do that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. That's hard. But uh, letters Nicole wrote and statements to friends about her abuse were inadmissible due to hearsay. How are they hearsay? She wrote them. She's dead. She can't confirm that she wrote them, I guess. I don't know. They, they're not in her handwriting? We can't That's what I was out? thinking. I was like, what? Like, hearsay to me, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the, the what it means in a court properly, but to me, hearsay should mean, like, Joe over there said that Bill uh, is a killer, you know, like, oh, that's hearsay. Like you heard it from someone else. It's not legit. Like, but if somebody wrote in their own handwriting that so-and-so did this to me, how is that hearsay? Yeah, that's what I was. I I would see where her notes and stuff would not be hearsay. I see where the statements to friends, maybe. Yeah. So like she told a friend that OJ beat her. And that friend comes in the court and said, she said that OJ beat yeah. her. That's hearsay. I get that. That makes perfect sense but to me. But her actual journals and stuff. No, that should not be hearsay. That's her own handwriting, her own words. It well, doesn't go through a third party. Unless like you that. count the letter or the piece of paper being the third party. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Judge Ito there said it's inadmissible. Well. Hearsay. Fucking Ito. 
Yep. See, <laughs> it's going downhill. Um. So, Marsha. Uh, poor Marsha. 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 <laughs> this bad move on June twentieth, ninety five. She decided to drop the domestic violence portion, leave it out, because she thought the DNA would be enough and didn't want to chance anything. Uh-oh. She didn't want to muddy the water, so she just said there's enough DNA to pin it. Let's drop the domestic violence part of the trial. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good idea. I don't know. I think you should just pile on as much as you can. Yeah, like, why? why pull out some of the the damning evidence because the other stuff looks pretty good like pile it on there the more the better yeah that's what i was thinking i was like give pile it on there mm. i mean if you got it at your disposal it, yeah, yeah if use you got it. it use it but whatever so that was of course a mess but witness jill shively does that name sound familiar no well, she was a witness that saw the Bronco shortly after the murder speeding away from Bundy Drive, which is where Nicole lived. Okay. And almost wiping out a car. So um, she called 911 to report it. And she also, she had a license plate number. Mm-hmm. And it matched OJ's. She was just off one digit. Like she said, it was a five when it was really a six. Okay. Like she was off within a digit. Hmm. So that's interesting that well. Yeah. But um hard copy TV show. I don't know. I've never heard of that show. Hard copy. Hard copy. Yeah. You've heard it was of that very show? popular what in the nineties. It? So oh. like um uh it's kinda like I'm trying to th- Think of a, something that's close, um, like Dateline. Oh, I know Dateline. Yeah, it's kind of like Dateline. Oh, where? Like where they would do like on a topic and like expose stuff and yeah, hard oh. copy. Well, hard copy paid her $5,000 for an episode interview. So her testimony was not used in the trial. Ah. Yep. See Damn. all these little pieces. Starting to suck. But at least she got paid. (laughs) Yeah. But Jose Camacho. Camacho? Yes. That's the name of, that's the last name of the, the, or not the last name. It's like the third middle name of the president in uh, Idiocracy. (laughs) It's like uh, something Camacho, some, because they called him President Camacho. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's his part. Well, because we've mentioned idiocracy on this show before. By the way, Uh she did watch it after we talked about it on the show. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Anyway, I gotta see it. Camacho. But this guy had receipts. I guess he had a store where OJ bought a 12 inch knife six weeks before the murder. And it was a similar style to the murder weapon. I mean,. He was going fishing or something. I, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> it could be. Could be. But he didn't get to testify because the National Inquirer, Inquirer, <laughs> whatever. Inquirer. Yeah. Because inquiring minds want to know. Paid him $12,500 for his story. 
And it didn't go to trial. Yeah. Again. I bet this Jill lady's like, God damn it. I actually saw the fucking Bronco and I got five grand. Mm -mm. He saw OJ buy a pocket knife and got 12 grand. It's bullshit. 12 inches ain't a pocket knife. (laughs) (laughs) No. So that's another testimony that didn't make it to trial. I guess I have a pocket knife. The The jailhouse guard testified that he heard OJ yell to Pastor Rosie Rose Greer, who visited the jail, that he didn't mean to do it. What? So I guess this is a pastor that walks around, you know, Uh visits the jail. Now. And OJ this, yelled out, I didn't mean to like do it. Is this like pastor confidentiality yep. or something? Oh. Because of that, it's inadmissible due to clergy penitent privilege. Uh-huh. I think that's, so. I think that's ridiculous. Yes. Like, they're, they're not in, in any legal. I, I don't get that. a church. Yeah, not, a, a church is not, it's not a lawyer. It's not Yeah. anybody that. So what? You told somebody at a church. I don't get why that's a well, that's a thing. I don't either, but it couldn't be used either. So all these little pieces get dropped. And it just keeps going. There's a Rosa Lopez, a housekeeper, that said she saw the Bronco that night. Okay. Because the whole thing was the Bronco wasn't there, then it was magically there. Right. Well, she said she's seen the Bronco the whole night. But the other housekeeper, Sylvia Guerra, claims the defense offered $5,000 each to them to say that they saw the Bronco. So OJ's dream team was paying these housekeepers to say that the Bronco was there all night. The alleged housekeeping So, of course, the defense dropped them as witnesses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we're not going to use them after all. My bad. Oh, boy. But after the trial, this is after the trial, Dr. Michael Baden, a pathologist, admitted that Ron's long struggle statement was inaccurate. So I guess there was a statement that Ron put up a hell of a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were now saying that was inaccurate. Mm. So, but he said Ron's blood was in the Bronco the week before he testified was due to the amount of blood loss from fighting. Okay. So it's like, I don't know. I guess he's saying that the blood in the Bronco was due to a fight. Mm-hmm. But he didn't put up a huge fight. Yeah. So I was like, ah. It's like conflicting statements. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. But he claimed to have been paid $100,000 for false testimony. So Which one, though? Yeah, so one of those were false. Well, you said one of them was after. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. During the trial, he said that the blood in the Bronco was, was due, due to, to a fight. fight. But then after the trial, he said he didn't. He the didn't the fact that he uh, put up a huge fight was uh, inaccurate. Oh, so it wasn't from so the fight. So they conflict, but I get it. Yeah, get okay. It. But he was paid to He was false paid testimony. to say that there was a, you know, a huge fight and that's where the blood came from. But I would assume after the fact, he said that that wasn't true. 
That would, um, because they were looking for bruises and stuff on OJ. Mm-hmm. Someone, if they're saying if there was a huge fight, OJ, it would have more bruises and stuff. He's yeah. the guy. Yeah. So maybe they want him to say they put up a fight. He just had a tiny cut on his finger. Yeah, he did. <laughs> could have been, could have been from um, a document. He, you know what? Paper cut. He was he was signing an autograph on a photo of himself, and he got a paper cut. Oh yeah, that's yep, it. That's it. Oh shit! But a lot of evidence was recovered. There's a hundred and eight total exhibits. 61 of those were drops of blood linking OJ to the crime. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I see where Marsha said DNA should be enough, but still. Pile it on him. Mm-hmm. Eight pieces of evidence mm-hmm. linking him. So he had a fight. Mm-hmm. He needed a dream team. Yeah. But. There was a small drop of blood on the passenger seat in the back of it. Like, I guess where your back would be, there's a small drop of blood on the passenger side seat. So they're like, that's random. That is random. Yeah. And there's a blood smear on the center console. So this picture here kind of shows this was the passenger seat and there's drops of blood right there. Then there's a smear on the console, like a hand or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was in the Bronco. Okay. But there's also smears on the door and the steering wheel on the driver's side. Okay. And on the driver's side door handle on the outside. Mm. Yeah, but OJ's DNA was next to the bloody footprints at the scene, like drops of his blood. Okay. With his DNA. From his cut finger? Yep. We're in bloody footprints at the scene of the crime. And that was a 1 in a 9.7 billion probability of error. So that was a damn near match, I guess. So what you're saying is there's a possibility. A 1 in a (laughs) 9.7 billion. (laughs) That is an error. Remember that from Dumb and Dumber? So what you're saying Uh is there's a chance. (laughs) No. The blood from the victims. There was blood drops from the victims to the gate of OJ's. And it was one in 200 of an error. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more chance of error, I guess, elements or whatever. Yeah. So he could have fought that one a little easier than 1.97 billion. And then there was also... All three of the DNA, so Ron, Nicole's, and OJ's in the Bronco. That was the one in 0.6.8 billion chance of being an heir. Maybe, just maybe, they were swingers. Oh, God. And bled all over the car? I don't want to get into what they were into. Oh, Lord. But they they all went out one night in the Bronco and... Fluids were exchanged. Fluids were exchanged. <laughs> Multiple fluids. And and some of it got on the uh, in the Bronco. Just oh, saying. Lord. <laughs> oh no. And then all three of their DNA was on the gloves that were, I guess were at the scene and at OJ's house. So Ron bought the gloves 
and he liked them so much and he was showing them off at this this swingers party they were at. <laughs> the swingers party. And <laughs> OJ said, I really like those gloves. And he's like, oh, yeah, try them on. And then oh, Nicole's like, I like them too. Let me try them. And uh-huh. that's, that's how they, all their DNA got on it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> their bloody DNA? Okay, so the gloves were used during the the fluid transfers <laughs> but um here's a pic of where the different blood drops were on the bronco okay you can see center console passenger headrest everywhere hmm a footprint so that's the blood all over the place time. yeah they did but there's a pair of socks in OJ's bedroom at his house and it had OJ and Nicole's blood on the socks. There's 1.68 billion chance of error. But they fought it because there's pictures taken. And the pictures they showed as being the first pictures that were taken, there was no socks. And then so a where picture did these socks later, come from? there's socks there. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But. Uh-huh. Then that's the that's what prosecution came back and they're like, no, the socks were there. That's the picture. The first picture was the ones of the socks. Crime scene tech collected them and then they took another picture. Of the socks were gone. I call bullshit. So they fought that like that. I call bullshit. You call bullshit? Cops planted it. I don't know. I'm like, oops, let me drop these socks here. But the blood, it was weird because the blood, they also defense it. The blood on the sock was soaked through three sides. So like the top and then the middle where there shouldn't be, if there was a foot in there in between them, then there wouldn't be blood soaked through. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's weird too. The very bottom layer, the blood wasn't soaked through. So these through. weren't not socks that were being worn. It was like they're laying there and it dropped some blood on them and it soaked through three layers. And. So that sounds fishy. So there's as no hell. foot in there. Yeah, that's that doesn't. What they were thinking. Yeah, that doesn't sound. See, I'm telling you, this sounds like some planted evidence. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were going with. I mean, that's what it sounds like. If if you cannot get this kind of tra- soak through while wearing them, then the and they have the picture that where it wasn't in there, and suddenly it was there. Put those things together, it sounds like planted evidence. It's true. I'm telling you, he's innocent. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the, there was hair found on the on a cap of victims and the gloves. And they were all consistent with OJ, but I mean, it couldn't be DNA typed. There's no roots. Okay. So it was just African American so male been, hair. Yeah, so it could have been anybody. Yeah. So it was just anybody's general hair. Um, on June 19th and 95, the FBI shoe print expert William J. Bodziak testified that shoe prints at the scene and in the Bronco were the same expensive pair of Bruno Magli Italian shoes, size 12. I mean, everybody wears Brunos. No, actually only 29 <laughs> pairs of that size are sold in the U.S. Uh-huh. And one 
was I mean, sold. I got four pairs in the closet right now. I don't bull, know. Bull no. crap. <laughs> <laughs> and one was sold at a store that OJ frequents. Okay. So they're saying that's where he got his fancy shoes, brutal shoes. But it was questionable because there was a trail of blood, I guess, from the Bronco to the door of blood, but the glove was found on the side of Cato's guest house. Uh. So they're like, if he came from the Bronco straight in the house, then what's this glove doing over here? Mm-hmm. You know, but... Cato did it. But it's weird because I'm like, why would you say, well, okay, if he ran bloody from the Bronco to the house, he wouldn't have dropped that glove. Way over on the other I've side. I've been of like, the why are they mitting him running from the Broncos to the house, dripping blood? They just, how are they fighting both of those? With no, that I statement? think they're saying that that's what um, that's what prosecution said happened, but that doesn't make any sense because if there was a glove over here and he was running from here to here bloody, what, that doesn't you know it doesn't add up is what they're saying. Oh, they're I saying their story say is I'm, bullshit. Oh, I thought they were saying he can't be two places at once, so we're no. putting him with the blood trail. No, no, they weren't putting him with the blood trail. They're saying their whole story is bullshit. That because they said he ran from here to here bloody, but the glove that he was supposedly also wearing is all the way over here. Your whole timeline and story don't make any, yeah. any sense. So we're calling bullshit is what they're saying. Oh, Good thing. So they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But um, the theory that there was a theory he went to the back door, but the security yeah, he system, <laughs> he has his fancy security system wouldn't let him in the back. I guess it was like once you open the door, it's timed. And you have a certain amount of time to get to the keypad. Right. Yeah. And as you see in his house, it's huge. Yeah. So if he was covered in Cole and Ron's blood, opening the back door, he's not going to want to chance race and make it in 30 seconds to the keypad before the cops are heading his way. Yeah. So that he decided to go back around, drop the glove and go back around the front and go in the front. Okay. Because they're thinking, yeah, he tried to go in the back, couldn't get in there. Sounds like they're making it up as they go along. Raced around the side, yeah. They're like, uh, so if his glove's way over here, your your story don't make sense. Oh, well, you know, he probably went over to the back door and uh, it's like they're adding to it just to cover their their bullshit. But, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, and then go around the side that would explain the thumps Cato heard because they're saying he ran to the AC unit and dropped the glove. Okay. But in OJ's book, he agreed with this statement saying he did try to get in the back door remembering that the alarm system wouldn't let him in the back door. So he went around and forgot about the AC unit and ran smack into it and dropped the glove. And that's the thumps that Cato heard. Uh huh. So but again, OJ's his book, book wasn't a, a necessarily a, a like a confession. It was like the way he came out with it was, if I did it, this is probably how it would have happened. Yeah. It was like a 
an alternate telling of the story or something. So maybe it was just for her entertainment purposes that he remembered oh, what was yeah. brought up and he added it to it who knows but that was the argument for that um he moved the bronco and then snuck in the front door defense claimed Furman planted the glove because you know Furman was the first over the wall <laughs> mm-hmm. so the racist cop the 40-something-time N-word guy went, yeah. is the one who just happened to be the first one there. Yep, he's the first one there, so they're like, he planted it for sure. Sorry, you're going to hear my paper, papers ruffling. How dare you? I know, I'm sorry. Old school. It's 28 printouts, so I'll just staple it. You got a computer right there with pictures that you're showing <laughs> me, but your notes are on paper. Yeah, I wanted you to be able to see a whole screen full of pictures. What, what happened to your, your PowerPoint presentation? That is my PowerPoint Usually you have your notes on there, too. I don't know. I want <laughs> pictures to be bigger. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but the defense also claimed two of the 108 DNA samples contained EDTA. Do you know what EDTA is? Um, no. It's the additive found in um, collection blood tubes <gasps> to keep the blood from clotting. Uh-oh. But I'm just like two out of 108. Still. That, that should be zero. But there's four mils drawn from OJ. The detective brought the blood from, because I guess OJ was at Kardashian's house. Uh-huh. So Visiting his daughter. there was someone... Yeah, so <laughs> fuck you. there was someone there collected his blood, gave it to the detective. Or making his daughter. I don't know the timeline here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and no, I think she was born by now. I think she's young. Then visiting. But he drew four mils from OJ, mm-hmm. gave it to the detective. Detective took it to the crime scene because the pathologist was still at the crime scene. No. Yeah, that's no. what they're like. You're not supposed to take it to the crime scene. You never take, yeah. But their protocol, I guess, was it needs to go straight to the pathologist. Pathologist was at the crime scene. So it was I'm a big sorry, fight. But there with is that. chain of evidence, and they there's no reason they had to bring it to the crime scene. They could have waited until he had left the crime scene and then used chain of evidence for him and said they passed it to this person at this time. Could have waited. I guess, yeah. You don't bring blood to <laughs> a crime scene. blood to the crime scene. Come on. But they sure did. Um, and, of course, the defense said, hey, it's missing a mill of blood from the tube now. Uh, okay. But also, the prosecution's like, yeah, for testing. Like, we tested it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm working a lab. I know that. Yeah. It takes a decent amount of blood to run, especially those kind but of was specific that mill testing. Missing before the testing. No. Or part of it. No, it was a full tube given to the pathologist and after all the testing and stuff, there's a mill missing. And so the defense is like, Look, there's a mill missing from this tube now. Yeah. And the prosecution's like, No shit, we tested it. I don't know. <laughs> like so that was their argument there over this missing mill. 
Sounds like it was used at the crime scene. But it was the prosecution that asked for the samples of the crime scene to be tested for EDTA, not the defense. Uh-huh. The defense's claim was it's plain in blood. Like, it's you can tell they planned it. It's a crime scene. Yeah. The prosecution's like, all right, we'll test it. Mm-hmm. And only two of the 108 had above normal ranges of EDTA. There shouldn't have been any, though. But EDTA is also found in food. Okay. Mostly in McDonald's french fries. They what? use it as a preservative in their french fries, EDTA. OJ was at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Him and Kato so went to McDonald's he, yeah. and smoked crack. Depending, no, <laughs> depending on what where those mm. two drops were, <clears throat> if he were to cut his finger after eating fries, those first couple drops could have had a little more DDTA. Huh. That's interesting. Because there's fries. Yeah. Because I guess you, McDonald's uses it in their fries a lot. So. It's kind of disturbing on two rounds there. Yeah. One, <laughs> right? That, that makes him look worse. Two. It's in McDonald's fries. You're right. That's like, uh, I'm sure McDonald's, McDonald's has to be loving this trial. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, can't do that. See, I almost did that last uh, time too. Yeah. See, they're getting their ass kicked. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, you keep saying they're loving it. And I was like, see, you're using a catchphrase. Uh, no. <laughs> McDonald's got to be loving this. Uh, loving it. Sorry. But also that blood that they said was planted contained a mixture of the victims and OJ's. So like if it's planted, how did you get a mixture of all three? Unless you were to have someone out there scooping up blood from this crime scene and mixing it with OJ's like a little artiste and painting it on stuff. Yeah. I mean. I think someone would have noticed. Nah. 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 Just a smear of this blood. <laughs> a smear of this blood. Let me get a smickle of this and a smackle of that. Pour some of that OJ in here. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, this was a mixture, so they're saying it couldn't be planted. On June 15th, 95, Christopher Darden, against Marsha's wishes... And she was pissed for, I think, the rest of her life. (laughs) She's still pissed. Against her wishes and asked OJ to try on that glove. Oh, so this, the guy that I can't remember his name is Uh the cause of the whole glove thing. Yep. That's why we don't know his name. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's the one who lost it all. Uh Uh-huh. I guess, I guess, I don't know for sure. It was something, someone was picking on somebody and he felt like they were picking on him or something. I don't know. And they're like, no, that's not his glove. Couldn't be his glove. He's like, yes, that's his glove. They're like, nope, prove it. And he's like, okay, try it on. You know, like, call my bluff, try it on. Marsha's like, oh, damn. (laughs) She probably instantly (laughs) looked over at him like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, I think they were roughing him up. Like, you know. Like, you just fell for that shit. You can't prove shit. And he's like, try it on. And he's like, oh, yeah? (laughs) Oh, yeah? 
<laughs> Try that shit on then. Yeah, but Marsha's like, I'm gonna kill She's like, you. I'm gonna fuck you up after. <laughs> I bet she beat him to death. That's why we never heard from him. Again. That's why you never heard from him. He, he missed. <laughs> we got a whole other trial we're missing out on. Marsha, I mean, a new the episode. Trial of Marsha Clark. My gosh. For the murder of what's his name? Because the glove is, of course, it's a glo- a golfer glove. It's leather, and it's been frozen, unfrozen, frozen, unfrozen. So it shrunk. Yep. So it shrunk many times. That's why Marsha's like, "Don't you dare bring it!" <laughs> no. But um, and that's him, Dumbass. of course, trying it on. You can see he's happy as hell. Look at that <laughs> smile. He's like, "I know this shit ain't gonna fit." But also, because it's evidence, he also had to have surgical gloves on to try uh, the glove so, on. So not only has the the glove shrunk, but he's also wearing an extra layer on gloves that are normally skin tight. Yeah. And he had arthritis. And since he's been in jail, if he has not had his meds, his hands were swell. So hands are swollen. He's wearing an extra layer, and the glove shrunk. So he's no there's no way smirking. that's getting on his hand. Look at that. He's grinning. He's big like, time. there's no way this is going on. He's like, this ain't happening. Yeah. Fucking Shapiro knew what he was doing. Yeah, they egged him on. Uh huh. Oh, I bet Marsha's pissed. pissed. Uh, she had to be. Son of a bitch. But <laughs> see all this little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like ah, I don't know. That's the kicker right there. Yeah, that was oh that and this. There were seven drops of blood on Nicole's back, gravitational. So it would have been from the killer standing over her mm-hmm. after he slit her throat. The medical examiner washed them off and before they were ever tested. What? Yeah, so it's in the picture of her body. Like yeah. when they get there in the crime scene, you could see him. Yeah. But then when they took her body and they cleaned her, they wiped it before the cops even swabbed the drops. Oh. That could have been straight up OJ blood on her back. Yeah, that could have been like whatever that fell off his the, finger. Yeah, that could have been it. Wow. But they washed it off without testing it. That could have been fresh finger and McDonald's fries blood. Yeah, it right could, there. It could have been. Yeah, it could have solved it. It could have proved the other way. With a touch of meth. That it wasn't him or it was him. It would have been over. But <laughs> a touch of burking meth. <laughs> no. <sighs> okay. But, uh, and Nicole also told a friend a week prior that she saw OJ standing outside her kitchen window. He was stalking her. That's hearsay. Yeah, it was hearsay. See? I knew that one was hearsay. Cochran from OJ's team compared Furman to Hitler, so he called Furman Hitler. Oh. Well, I mean, he was well, a Nazi. That was, yeah. So that didn't go over well. And did you see there's... OJ is grinning. <laughs> He's grinning so big. He's like, we got that's you. Cochran beside him. Yeah. But look at him. Oh, my God. I would have punched him right square in the face if I was Nicole's family. I would have. Yeah, he's grinning right there. He knows he, he knows he's good. He know, Yeah, he knows he's. Is that, is, that's right after the glove? Pro, yeah, probably. It's got to be with that grin. He's like, eh, you try. Yeah, that ain't fit my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, 
it makes me so mad. But, of course, that's when Cochran was quoted as saying, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You've heard that. Yeah. But he was not talking about the glove. He was just talking about the general. The case in general. Yeah, the like general if, theories. If the if the, if the uh, like, story yeah. doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, like if there's a blood trail from the Broncos to the door, but a glove way over here, it don't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about, but people just attach it to that glove somehow. I mean, it was after that. It was after he tried yeah, so, on the glove. So it's like, so, it just automatically got associated. <laughs> but OJ suffered a football injury too and could not commit these crimes. That's what the defense was saying. Like, dude, he's hurt. <laughs> he couldn't do was it. Was it knees? I think it's shoulder. Shoulder. Hmm. But. O.J. also had extensive knife training a month before the murders for an upcoming movie role. What movie? I don't know. I didn't get the name of it, but he was, I guess, a role in that movie. He had to do some knife training, so he was in I bet you that movie never came out with him in it. I bet after this, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Cut him, cut him, cut him. We're going to cut that part because... um, yeah, he's nah. uh, he's wielding a knife and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. that's gonna look uh, a little awkward. As soon as so. they see the Bronco doing thirty five on the TV, they're, they're like, like, "Up, <laughs> twenty cops behind him!" <laughs> and, they, and they hear that that he's involved in uh, a potential stabbing. stabbing, and they're like, "Oh!" And we just showed him how to use that knife. Cut him! Cut him! <laughs> <laughs> cut him from the movie. Uh-huh. Probably. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to look up that movie. Yeah. You know, you're curious if it even came out. But apparently around 95, OJ had a movie about extensive knife training. But October 3rd, and that's Karina's birthday. October 23rd? October 3rd. Oh, October 3rd. Yeah. So my sister's birthday is earlier, and now it's Karina's birthday. Huh. See? Dates popping up everywhere. Yes. But also keep that date in mind because it comes back up later. Okay. And kind of a interesting coincidence. But the jury deliberated for almost four hours. So not very long. They only asked to see the limo driver's testimony again. Hmm. About, I guess, where he was driving around to park and never saw the Bronco or something. Okay. And then saw someone run through the yard that looked like OJ. They wanted to hear that testimony again, but that was it. Hmm. Okay. Deliberated less than four hours. That's that's crazy. I'm like, it didn't take him long. But he was found not guilty. Can you imagine, yeah. yeah, you imagine the reaction you got for that. But Nicole and Ron's family did not stop pursuing justice. Mainly, I hear more of Ron's family doing more than Nicole. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because they're, you know, I don't know, advertising more or something. But I hear more about them than I do Nicole's family. Um, But February 5th in 97, in Monica, California... The family sued O.J. 
And it took less than four months to find him guilty. I guess of their murders in a civil suit or whatever. He was well, sued for their deaths. They were responsible. Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's it's a lawsuit that says that he was held responsible for yeah. their deaths. But he's found at fault for the deaths in order to pay seven million plus twelve million dollars to Ron's family and twelve point five million to Nicole's estate for the kids. Hmm. So they. Charged him a pretty penny. The family did this because a civil case does not require proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. So they didn't have to have a reasonable doubt. They just had to convince the judge. Right. So they went this route so that he would have something on his record. So, side note, oh, I looked up it? I looked up what the TV show was. It was a TV show, not a movie. Oh, um, and it, yeah, it was going to be on NBC in 1994. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and it was called, um, the name of the show was called Frogmen. Frogmen? Yeah. Like, um, that's what they call divers. Like people who scuba dive, frogmen. Oh. Um, it's a show about divers. And I guess there was some action scenes that involved him with a knife. Like underwater? I don't know if that was under that part was underwater or not. Oh. But there's a picture of the cast right here. And he's Oh yep. Right there. I see him. And they're wearing diving suits, scuba gear. Wow. So, yep. It was scrapped. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Frogmen. They're like, forget it. If we could only get a copy of the pilot. Because they did film the pilot. Did yeah. Oh, but it also keeps him from getting his record expunged because I guess he wanted the original whatever expunged from his record. Yeah. So this one won't be expunged. Right. They wanted something on him. He's found not guilty, but still has court records about it. This asshole. Moved to Florida, which is a right to work state. Yeah. So they cannot garnish his wages to pay this money. <laughs> uh, say, I'm going to say, why are you laughing? Yeah, he's smart. Mm hmm. He also made a fake company named after his daughters to pilot his finances through mm. so the money wouldn't be taken. It was a front. Yeah. Um, He's a smart one. Mm-hmm. He was finally arrested on October 3rd. Again. 2008, Karina's birthday. It's the same date he was found not guilty of the murders. He That's was ironic. arrested that same day. Yep. Isn't it ironic? And I think... Yep, there's a pic right there. Yep. They're leading them out. He stole his own memorabilia from a Vegas hotel, claiming it was stolen from him. Hmm. He's like, you took my memorabilia. You took my shit, I'm going to take it back. Yep. 
So he was charged mm-hmm. with armed robbery, kidnapping, and et cetera. So kidnapping. A few more, a few more <laughs> charges. Who the hell did he I don't know. Guard, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Poor he guy. locked somebody in a closet or something. Who knows? I think they're just after him. But he's sentenced to nine years. That was the max. And then that was it. Uh, now we'll discuss the theories. Well, he's not in prison anymore. Nope, he's not in prison anymore. He's got now. He lives in, I think he lives in Vegas. But I'm, I know what I was going to do because the next part, the theories is longer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about his book. I took the book section out and moved it up. Okay. You know about his book, right? Yeah, if I did it. If, yeah. So it's, of course, his little... <coughs> his little confession they say but he actually had a ghostwriter called in to write it yeah with for him i guess his somebody oj knows called this ghostwriter's boss producer i don't know what you call him um agent agent yeah to say hey OJ wants this guy to write his confession. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, OJ's confession. Like, I'm on it. Yeah. So he went over there to do this. But it contained some descriptions of his actions that explain some of the evidence people were questioning. Interesting. Yeah. So it kind of explains some things people were scratching their head about. They're like, ah, uh, the blue cap and the gloves. That were found the scene. They're like these gloves and this cap. But in OJ's book, he said they were stored in his Bronco for the cold golfing days. Mm-hmm. So he always kept those leather gloves and that blue cap in his Bronco for cold days. Mm-hmm. They were golfing gloves. so Yeah. So that explained those. He said when he was leaving the scene, he was freaking out. He took his clothes and shoes off. But left his socks on once he was leaving footprints. So this becomes a thing at trial too. There was they're trying to say there was two sets of footprints. Yeah. Because one was actual shoes, the fancy Bruno shoes. And the other was more like a straight lined kind of shoe print. Socks. Yeah, so they're saying OJ's note OJ's like, I noticed I was leaving these shoe prints. So I stripped down, took my shoes off, and I was in my striped socks, and I took off. Hmm. So they're saying that's where the soups, two sets of footprints are. So, so that explains that. Yeah, but it doesn't explain how the socks got soaked differently than they normally would have. At the, yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But that was his explanation for that. So he said he had Charlie. So there's this guy. He didn't want to name him, so he gave him the name Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was with him the night of the murders. Basically, he was saying he was there to confront Nicole about this dude or something. The dick on the couch, I guess. Yeah. Lord, I don't know. It was something. 
about other men and his jealousy. So he's there to confront Nicole. So he's going to be there. And he came up there the same time Ron was getting there. So Ron's like, see this black guy in a hat, <laughs> gloves, you know, mm-hmm. like pissed off, obviously, yelling for Nicole. And Ron's like, what the fuck? So Ron's in this like ninja stance, he said. And he's like, the fuck are you doing? So then he confronts Ron, which gets Nicole to come out because she hears that confrontation and OJ screaming. And Charlie hears it, too. And Charlie, I guess, grabbed a knife OJ kept in the Bronco for uh-huh. protection and ran up to see what was going on. And OJ said he was getting so angry because when Nicole opened the door, Cato, the dog, came out running out and greeted Ron. Like went past OJ, went yeah. up to Ron and was excited to see Ron. Right. So OJ's like, that fucking dog knows that man. Yeah. He's been here before. Yeah. So that threw him into a rage, he said. Mm-hmm. And so he said he grabbed the knife from Charlie and he blacked out. And he don't remember what happened. The next thing he remembers, he's covered in blood and there's blood everywhere. And he's freaking out and he notices he's got footprints. And so he takes his clothes and shoes off and heads back to the Bronco. Hmm. So that's what he was saying. That's why he's saying there's that drop of blood on the passenger side mm-hmm. because he got in the passenger side after he stripped his clothes off. Okay. To slide over to the driver's side, they were thinking. And that's where the blood smears are. Hmm. His clothes and stuff that he had on his arms. So they were saying he moved from one side to the other. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That was their theory. But, so um, what's Charlie doing through all of this? I don't know. Good question. But he said he had Charlie. Well, he said the police assumed that he would have gone in the passenger side and scooted over to the other side because there was another car or witness or something he didn't want seen. So he got to the car as quick as he could. Because, of course, the dog's barking. Yeah. And so he made it passenger side, slid over, and was gone. In OJ's book, he said Charlie was already back in the car saying, come on, OJ, like, let's go. Yeah. And OJ got in the passenger side. And then Charlie drove off. But he said he had Charlie wait in the Bronco while he showered and got ready for his flight. So basically he's saying, okay, Charlie, let's pull in the back. I'm going to get out. And he said, wait until the limo leaves and you know I'm gone and park the Bronco back in the front. Okay. And that's why the limo driver's like, the Bronco wasn't there. And then the cops are like, well, it's in the front. <laughs> like when we got there. Gotcha. Because Charlie parked it for him. Hmm. So that's what OJ explained that. He said... And that also explains because the limo driver said there was two cars in the driveway. So if this Charlie rode with OJ in the Bronco. His car would be there too. Yeah, Charlie's car would have been there. So OJ's saying, park my Bronco, get in your car and go. <laughs> like, so who's this Charlie? Uh-huh, that's, that's the question. But... um. He That would explain why the limo driver saw two cars in the driveway. 
the signs of this narcissistic abusers all over this book like it's ridiculous yeah you can just tell by his tone he what he was saying that uh, even things that i've heard you know from experience with oj this book no (laughs) voldemort ah okay he who shall not be named but it just clicked to me i'm like yep yep I'm like, that's something he would say. That's something he would do. Because mm-hmm. he was, the whole book, he's constantly like, she's begging for me to come back. She was begging for me to take her back. I was perfectly happy with this one girlfriend, Paula, but Nicole always wanted to come over and have sex with me. And my mama said I was so handsome. And I'm like, the fuck? And if I told her, no, I don't want to have sex with you, then she'd get mad and say I beat her. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? Like, he just played it, and I'm like, this is pissing me off. <laughs> and uh. I'm like, oh. Fucking OJ. This whole book. Yeah. Is that kind of tone. You're like, really? Roll your eyes. See, it's constantly her fault. She did something. Yeah. He's arrested because she freaked out or something. Hmm. And she's white, so you could see her bruises easier. What the? It was like little stupid stuff like that. I'm like, really? But he did it all over his book. And he claims Nicole was the abusive one. Like she was on drugs and she's high all the time and she was the abuser. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, okay, then why did you go to jail for it? She I had mean, pictures. They had pictures of her with like black eyes and bruisers and busted lips and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, you went to jail for it. He continually mentions the compliments she gave him, like how amazing he is, how beautiful his house is, how rich he is, blah blah blah. He doesn't like her friends, and he keeps saying that in the book, like her friends are horrible influences. She shouldn't hang around her friends. I told her not to hang around her friends. Like It's like he's constantly trying to put a wall between her and her friends. Yeah. That cutting off thing. Yeah. That I had to deal with. And that's instant. I'm like, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. He's a bad influence on you. Yeah. She don't really like you. It's just constant. And you're <laughs> like, oh, no. So I could, I could really, I'm like, yep. Heard that. So that was a red flag. And he mentions he told her not to hang out with them. He's like, you can't see them anymore. Yeah. They're bad. And if he was in, if he was in a panic at the scene, he could have jumped in the pasture side because it was closest. And, you know, that's what we said. The dog bark. He didn't want seen. Right. That would explain the blood on both sides of the vehicle. It also explains the blood on the outside on the door handle because if he would have got out with his bloody clothes and stuff, he would have shut the driver's door. Yeah. yeah got blood right. on the door. But regardless, that's basically his book. He just says, hey, they're racist and they try to blame me. I didn't do it. I blacked out. But I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I blacked out when I didn't do it. <laughs> but he explains it like to a T. Yeah. I'm like, all right. 
like but next part three we'll get into theories including mine yours my conclusion and then you can tell us what your conclusion is oh okay but what makes me and this will make you the maddest too but what made me the maddest during researching this stuff again was i came across a quote from an article about a reporter and the reporter said to nicole's mom that if she wouldn't have forgotten her glasses, Nicole would still be alive today. I, well, I mean, yeah. Events, le- I mean, if you go by events, yes. But said, to say that is kind of yeah, fucked up. To a mother who lost her child, yeah. to say, you forgetting your glasses got your child killed. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. I was like, so you don't say that. No. Even though sequence of events, it, yeah. that's kind of what happened. But, but you don't say that. No. And you don't know that either. He was going to show up regardless in his book. He was showing up. Yeah, but what set him off. Was Ron. Uh-huh. But who's saying Nicole wouldn't have sent him off arguing with him? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. Because he claimed there was music playing or something and she was in that black dress. Yeah. So he assumed she was waiting for male company and then here comes Ron. Yeah. So that set him off. And then the dog greeted Ron. That's that's where, yeah. He assumed male company, saw male company. Dog dog was cool with male company. Like he's like, and then, yeah. Yeah, but who said, I mean, even if Ron didn't show up, it was still music playing. She's in a black dress. like. Yeah, but he never would have saw somebody and the dog would have never greeted that person he would have I mean it's possible. He would have yelled at her like, Who are you waiting for? She'd be like a few and blah 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 and they would have gotten yeah, this huge fight. Dude then. wouldn't have came running with the the knife because of an altercation though. True. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like you don't know. True. I just think it's shitty to say. To it's very mom. shitty to say. Yeah. Yeah. True or not, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Boy, that's your part two. Part three, we're getting the theories. Part two, part three. Yeah, you got a theory so far. You settling in? I still think Cato did it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I was shocked when I saw him doing interviews like three years ago. Yeah. Like, the hell? (laughs) All clean shaven in a suit. Do you know who I am? People are like, Cato. (laughs) Cato. No, honestly, I don't know. I don't know anything yet. Okay. I mean, it doesn't look good. It don't look good. But there's also a lot of stuff that's like, eh. Yep, let me could say that's coincidence. Yeah. So it's hard, it's hard to say. I want to, I want to, I mean, even though technically we got everything, yeah. um, I want to hear some of these random theories because there could be something brought up that we never even thought of. So no, there is a pretty good one. Uh, I don't know. There's one I kind of took a part of, but mm-hmm. there's some pretty good ones that had me convinced, and then I switched back and forth. I'm like, I'm just gonna start mixing I, them together until I, I get th- something. I bits. think a key to a key to the theory is finding out who this Charlie yep. is. Yep, that's what I think there had because to be a second player. If there's two people. Yeah, I mean, he's admitting in well, not admitting, but book. in this book, he's suggesting a second person was with him because he said to that. The author, he's like, I, you know I couldn't have done this alone. Yeah. 
And he's like, okay, well, who did? He's like, I ain't saying his so name. So here's the, here's the other part of that. I mean, without going too far in the theories, but yeah. OJ said dude came with the knife, right? Yeah. OJ says he blacked out. What if the other dude did it? And he just blacked it all out. And then when he finally came to, he's in panic mode to try to, you know, get out of there, you know, make it, make sure he, he's not connected to it in any way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fairly possible. It's very interesting. I had one theory I'm excited to get into where they plug this one person into the Charlie spot. And I'm like, I, I was at work and I literally was like, and people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was listening to it. And they put it. I'm like, oh my god! I got a physical reaction. I was like, that makes freaking good sense. Oh, so it's a theory. It's a wonderful one. So that'll be exciting. All right. Well, anything else you want to add before we go and get into the next one? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, we're gonna stop this episode and then. Uh, we're going to start the next one. Next one is going to be the theories. Yeah. So we'll see you in a little bit. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.